It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans at the lovely Columns Hotel on St. Charles Avenue. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. In the next 60 minutes, you'll get to meet just f- how many people are here? Five. Five of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans. And you'll get to hear some live music. Lots of it at the end of the show. You might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun and enjoy great music. But you probably know that already, so let's get right on with doing nothing. But enjoying the next 60 minutes of happy hour together. That piano is so loud in my headphones. Chris, can you turn that down just a little tiny bit? Thank you very much. Sitting to my left, Kevin Wilkins is the COO and entrepreneur in residence at New Orleans Idea Village. After Kevin graduated from Harvard Business School, he was the director for equity, mutual fund, marketing, and strategic planning for the retail division of Fidelity Investments. Oh, I can hardly even read that. Is that true? Yeah, it's true, yeah. Can anyone else understand what that is, Marcel? <laughs> Fast. Thank you very much. It. Kevin either made a bunch of money or just had too big a personality to get along with other big business types as he got out of the corporate world to become involved with startup companies in the financial services sector. As an investor, oh, that's impressive, operator and strategic advisor, Kevin moved to New Orleans in 2010. Hi, Kevin. Hey. Is this almost your two-year anniversary? It is. We just celebrated two years. Okay. And sitting to Kevin's left is the fabulous T. Eva Perry. Hello, T. Eva. T. Eva is the legendary T. Eva of T. Eva's famous pies and pralines on Magazine Street, Uptown. T. Eva can often be seen at New Orleans events carrying her little wicker basket of pralines and pies. You can also see T. Eva in Mardi Gras parades dressed up like a baby in the crew of baby dolls. And it's even more likely that you recognize her as one of the legendary Ernie Cato's backup singers. Hi, T. Eva. I'm fine. How are you today? I'm great. Great to see you, T. Eva's making her oh, second appearance yes. on Happy Hour. The first time was our very, very first show we ever recorded. Marcel Marta is sitting to my right. Marcel is the communications coordinator in New Orleans for the Venezuelan presidential campaign for Enrique Capriles Radonsky. Did I pronounce any of those words correctly? You got it all correct, man. Oh, thank you very much. Earlier this year, a diplomatic rift between the United States and Venezuela resulted in a shutdown of the Venezuelan embassy in Miami, forcing voters by the thousands registered there to come to New Orleans to vote on Sunday, October the 7th. Marcel Marta is the local New Orleans-Venezuelan voter wrangler as part of an organization called Commando Exterior Venezuela. Nice to have you, Marcel. No, it's nice. I mean, we're going to have a few thousand people rolling in this town on this yeah, Sunday. Yeah, it's very interesting. Well, tomorrow, I'd so. like to hear all about that. And our special musical guests today are both called Michael, which makes it extremely confusing. Michael Kane and Michael Radar are part of a band called The Parishioners. The Parishioners play what they describe as a blend of Americana and rock set against tightly woven lyrical themes of lost love, alcohol, and heavily tattooed women. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. The Parishioners' most recent album, Putting the Past to Rest, is available everywhere and actually gets played on radio across the country. Look at these two guys. They're a handsome couple of men in glasses here. Glasses suit us. And talking of music, sitting across the room on the piano, the fabulous, charming, talented, and always gorgeous Mitch Foreman. Wow, what an introduction. Beautiful. Mitch, hi, how are you? Um, very well. How are you doing? Ah, I'm v- that was so loud today. Was it, am I just like deafer than ever? Um, what do you think it is, I, Steve? Blame it, on the, blame it on the technical yeah. department. Yeah, I blame it on Chris, exactly. Chris really screwed me up with my bad hearing. Hey, Mitch, remember T. Eva? She was our very first guest on our very first show ever when we did it in the lingerie store. Oh, yeah, 1962. 1962. Right? Remember that, T. I have a little Alzheimer's now. You don't remember uh-huh. that? I, Back I in 62? Where were you in 1962? I remember I did the show, but I don't remember what date it was because I have so many dates, I have to write them down, and sometimes I forget to write some of them. What, what makes you remember to write them down? 
Do you have a reminder that says write things down? Usually I have a reminder for me to write things down. What do you have as a reminder to write things well, down, like an alarm? Well, you saw my secretary was just sitting, I sitting here. She was dressed in a sort of <laughs> so purple satin outfit. There. I won't remember this show after I leave here. <laughs> I don't remember. Maybe we've finished because it already. Because I'm going to another show. What's the next show you're doing? The next show I'm going to is the Louis Armstrong uh, Foundation tonight that's going on. And my baby dolls, the Ernie K. Doe baby dolls, will be serving as hosts. Okay, so okay, so Tiv, I know this is a very um, impolite question, but how old are you? Oh my goodness, you're getting too personal now. Well, give it a decade. Like, are you in the say, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties? You just want to know how old I am. Since we such long time friends, I've known you for. I've known you for. I am seventy-eight years old. I just passed a birthday, and I need a birthday present right now. Okay, boys, give her a kiss. Seventy-eight dollars. Seventy-eight dollars. Yeah, for a baby doll. I'm a baby doll. So you have to get a dollar for every year. You well, hopefully, when you get to eighty, things will pick up. Okay, then I'll come back and be on the show when I'm eighty. Okay. So you look amazing. Doesn't she look amazing for seventy-eight? Absolutely. She's got more gray hair than I do. That's why I told you how old I am because I know I don't look like I'm seventy-eight. You certainly don't. What's the secret, Pralines? That's right. Kate is here. Kate, what do we, Kate's the best waitress of all time. We only sat down one minute ago and she's already getting us drinks. More drinks. Anybody want anything? Um, I'm doing okay with beer, which actually, by the way, doing this show right here, excellent. Great idea. Thanks very much, Marcel. I'm glad you. We're all good, Kate. Well, yeah, as I list alcohol in my uh, bio, I'll take one. That way you don't have to come back. Oh, she'll be back. Don't worry about that. She won't have to come back that soon. That soon. (laughs) Right. So why do you guys specifically mention alcohol in your bio? What musician doesn't like to get drunk completely? Mitch, you like to get drunk a lot, right? Uh, you know what? I've, uh, sort of less and less as time goes on. Yeah. That's because we've hit 70. I'm going to tell people I'm 78 now. I look pretty good. Well, actually, I don't. <laughs> that's the funny part about it. Well, how so, old are you? 76. Oh, that's all? It's amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's all? Yeah. What do you mean, that's all? Well. That's plenty of life. You think I look older than 76? No. Thank you very much, TV. You're so you kind. You do not. I don't look a year older than 76, right? So Ke- Kevin believes. Kevin believes that I am. Okay, I'm going to get off the subject right now. Let's get back to alcohol. <laughs> this is too. This is too depressing. So, Michael, why do you guys list alcohol and heavily tattooed women in the description of your? Uh, basically, because they're my favorite things in the world. What, um, which, which are they first equal? Heavily tattooed? Are we not talking I, about? I, I, I think. I think I like heavily tattooed women far more than I like alcohol. But um, you know, and I'm definitely curbing off. I, I, I've I've had my share of alcohol in my life, so uh, I think I need more tattooed women in my life. Yeah. What's, what you've is, you've hit so. the limit. You've got room for. Well, oh, I, there's always room for more. But what uh, do you do with the heavily tattooed women? I mean, we know what you do with alcohol. I'll, uh, I'll leave it to your imagination. Well, that's where, <laughs> that's where we run into a sort of a roadblock there. He writes songs about them. Okay. Oh. That was yeah. Michael Ray. After they the cause me angst, of course. Right. Right. Yes. But do you write upbeat, happy songs about them? Uh, for the most part. Uh, I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm going to play a new one t- today, which oh, is actually cool. quite upbeat. But uh, for the most part, I'm a, uh, a morose kind of guy. Do you like Wham? Uh, I would have to say they're lower on my list of favorite bands. Right. Kevin, are you a big Wham fan? <laughs> I'm not really a big Wham fan, but uh, that's my generation. So Wham. I, you Wham. grew up in the, yeah, with the 80s of, music? Yeah, they, were, they were there. Tiva, you, know, you know I love Wham. You d- <laughs> <laughs> I knew you did. That's why I brought it up. I love Wham. Yeah. Yes, indeed. George that's Michael was like music. your pinup. Yeah. And your bedroom, I think, when you were a kid, right? You think so? 
That's what I... Well, well I just assumed that. Yeah. Marcel, well, what do you listen like. to? Wham? Well, I mean, <coughs> remember I was in South America most of the time. Um, I, just, I, don't, I, I don't remember that, strangely yeah. enough. What, what, well, ti- um, what time are we talking about? How about, let's say, I have no idea who Wham is. You don't How's have that? any okay. idea who there Wham is. Okay, well, we can fix that. Okay, no, it's fine. Uh, what do I listen you, to? What, uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in Caracas. I moved here at age 18, so about, what, 10 years ago. Right, so you're 28. Uh, yeah, well, 27. I turned 28 December 4th. Okay. Today's my dad's so birthday, actually, who's 80. You know what? You look a lot better than him. I look better than your dad. Yeah. I hope he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, your dad doesn't know what I look like, thank God. Where does your dad? You look great. It, thanks. You look fabulous, too. Are you single? Uh, yeah. I also really? have a bunch of gray hair, which I don't know. You've got a baseball Most cap. Most women think I'm 36, but I'm really 27. So it, it kind of sucks. Really? Yeah. So, uh, so what, why are you single then? Oh, am I single? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a software developer too. Sometimes I'm pushing out code in bars too, like this, like Michael over Well, Michael's here. sitting here with a laptop. I don't know what the hell he's doing. When he says he's pushing out code, what does that mean? It sounds like having a baby or something. Uh, basically, we just get a whole bunch of uh, code, get it tested, and then put it out live. What, does, what, what the hell does that mean? Uh, uh, I guess... What? I guess when you have big updates and then you put them up live to the public, people start clicking on them, you better work. What, what are we talking about? We're talking about a website here. If yeah. you see his laptop, it's all numbers on the screen. <laughs> I'll take a t- turn you hear this? Sorry. Yeah, this is Wham. Uh, that's, that's Wham. Yeah, that's yeah. Wham. Okay. I like that song. Uh, that's yeah. I know who they <laughs> Okay, so you know what that is? <laughs> no, no, I do know that song. That, that yeah. was Wham. Wake me up. No, it's great stuff. Code. Okay, so that's code. It's sort of... Michael, what are you writing uh, code for? What, who's the client? Oh, man. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like about a billion numbers on a screen. Michael, what are you... It looks like the Matrix. Who are you working for? Uh, I'm working for a, a company called iSeats, and uh-huh. uh, we basically uh, run the engine behind uh, a lot of travel sites like KLM, Airlines, Southwest, so forth, where we're the ones who make their site work, you know, where we right. get the bookings and so forth. And iSeats is a very... Um, successful local company that Kenneth Purcell started here that that is really I mean it's the engine behind all these incredible things and I, I had I bet that nobody at KLM or probably even Kenneth Purcell who's paying you realizes that you're sitting here in the pub drinking uh, while yeah, you're one by, one allegedly by. working well they're they're actually pretty cool about it you know like if I have to do anything music wise actually a lot of uh, my co-workers come to our gigs yeah but so that's not quite the same as working while you're sitting in a bar <laughs> drinking beer and playing the accordion uh, is it? I, I, well, after hours. Working for KLN. Yeah, well, after hours, I, I know where all the bars are, where they have Wi-Fi, so I'll be, I'll be at the bar pounding out code or fixing stuff and drinking. It's, it's quite nice. So that's not unheard of, then, to sit there on the computer. And do, you, are you, like, do you talk to the public? Do you have to answer the phone and do that sort of tech support? You just Nope, I just uh, talk to uh, developers and you know, other developers so, and sysadmins. So what are you specifically working on here right now? <coughs> uh, we, yeah, see, well, we've got some code we're, we're about to push, and which, we're, which we were supposed to do yesterday, but, you know. <laughs> well, we've got other things to do. Instead of that, we've got to sit around in the Columbus Hotel and have a beer and play the accordion, so we're too busy. <laughs> Screw KLM. So can you hack into the thing and get me a free ticket to somewhere? Because I need to get to Perth, Australia. Oddly it's so expensive. Oddly, oddly enough, we um, do not get any discounts, and we have, like, all these people that we... That was one of the, when I first took the job. I said, hey, is there a way I can get a discount on flights and so forth? Yeah, there? really. That would be my first question, too. And they said, unfortunately, no. Well, they still hired you. I suppose you still took the job. Oh, yeah. So, okay. All right, well, thanks for telling us what you're doing. Yeah, it's a, and, and it's a great place to work. I'm very happy there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, ISIS actually has a pretty decent operation. I mean, I heard of their, um, well, they used to have another QA tester about a year ago, Quality Assurance. 
They had these big parties when they were pushing out code. They go to somebody's house, sit there on computers, test, 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 drink, drink. And uh, it was nice. So, uh, yeah, iSeats is a great entrepreneurial story in the city. I mean, very successful. Oh, it's right. Right, right there in the building. That's right. They're yeah. in the building. Mm-hmm. Are they anything to do with the Idea Village, Kevin? Uh, we worked with iSeats historically. They've been a fantastic leader in terms of the entrepreneurial movement. Uh, and that's what Idea Village does. We focus on identifying and supporting and retaining entrepreneurs in the New Orleans ecosystem. And you're the COO there. I am. Which means what exactly? That's just a fancy title, man. It's not that fancy. It's only got three letters. President would be fancy. You're chairman of the board. Right, right. COO, what is that? Chief <laughs> Operations <clears throat> Officer. Right. So I'm responsible for programming and service delivery of all the services that we provide to entrepreneurs into the ecosystem. Um, I'm also entrepreneur in residence, which is my real passion, working with the entrepreneurs you know, face-to-face, one-on-one. One, helping them build their businesses. So that's a pretty good gig, isn't it? I love is it, it. Are you doing it because you made so much money you don't have to work? Oh, no. <laughs> I wish that was the case. Or do you get paid a lot of money to do uh, it? No, it's not a get-rich-quick or get-rich-ever effort. I do it because I um, really believe in the mission. Now, Idea Village right. is a hub in the city right now of really fostering and building on the, the entrepreneurial movement. And uh, we're getting a lot of neat recognition, and we have incredible support from a network of over 2,000 professionals right now. Um, schools, universities, Tulane's a great partner, uh, Greater New Orleans um, Foundation is a great partner. But We've you, got lots of partners in the ecosystem. You lived in the, in the ecosystem? Yes, ecosystem. Okay. That's nothing to do with the environment. That's the eco- business ecosystem. It's a business ecosystem, right. Okay. Is there an ecosystem of business, or is that just some sort of a buzzword? No, actually, there's an, there ecosystem, really is an ecosystem of business. I mean, what that's what's that? required. You need, um, we have a season that we've it's launched. It's like an infrastructure. An entrepreneur season, and it's a way for anyone who wants to support new businesses in the city or younger businesses in the city to plug in. Um, and it does require a broad ecosystem, whether that be government support, university support, professional service provider support, individual support, corporate sponsorship support. So we had There's lots of, of players we had, involved. We had none of this crap here just a few years ago. Before Katrina, in fact, there was. this is, I think, all came as a result of this. the Idea Village started after Hurricane Katrina, I think. Did it no, all Idea Village has been around for uh, 12 years. Tim Williamson was one of the co-founders of Idea Village. There were five yeah. in, a, in, a, in a bar that came up and said, you know what? The city needs to change because you're right. There wasn't. The city was in decline. This is um, a city that people metric. used to leave if you wanted That's to right. be successful, and now yeah. it's a city. Yeah, that's what's amazing to see that change. I mean, I've, I've been here 16 years now, and it's uh, obviously primarily all the changes have happened since Katrina. But it's where did it, you come from, Michael? I actually grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But and what uh, made you move here? Uh, my day job. I'm a visual artist, so um, I came down here and uh, uh, with a group of glass artists and. Uh, Stayed on the floor of a place called Studio Inferno for a spring break session, and uh, we just learned learned the uh, what New Orleans was. I mean, we were walking from the Bywater into the quarter, passing passing through Frenchman Street when Cafe Brazil was at its height. Uh, and, that was uh, the good old days. It hooked me to come back, and that's why I'm here. Kevin, so. what made you move down here two years ago? Well, my wife was from here. Oh, and that's she, what does it. These girls. She, I, I know. I've heard back. that story so often. Yeah. Whenever I say, "Oh, my wife is from here," they tell me to stop. They're like, yeah. "Oh, yes, okay, we understand. <laughs> we we know." It's usually Tulane, <laughs> Jazz Fest, Mardi yeah. Gras. <laughs> Well, my, my wife, wife is was from here. here. Yeah, yeah, that's the story. So it's interesting because I met her in college, and she was part of that brain drain. You know, right. she wanted her whole family's been here generationally, and she wanted to um, come back, but there really was nothing for her to do. Right. So she we could have worked for Tiva. She could have worked for Tiva. In fact, we love your pralines. My, I've got oh, three do? boys, and they <laughs> love they love your food. Well, thank you so much. You think you can get enough people to buy enough of Tiva praline and pies that she? 
purchase one of those buildings over there on Magazine yeah. Street. Well, that, yeah. would be, that would be an exciting goal. You need to goal. talk to you're Kevin. Fan, you're an amazing entrepreneur in the city. Okay. You know? well, then so I'm Idea Village, can, we can help doing you. Doing more business with you. Okay, Will you feed me? Together. Will you feed me? Perfect. Of course. <laughs> you got red beans and rice. I got it. I like can that. we get I Kevin? Red beans, <laughs> do, Kevin, do we get ten percent here at its new office? Uh, see, we don't make any money; it's all free. Uh, Idea God. Village, it's a nonprofit. We give you free resources. I'm to get some free money so I can get this building I've been looking at on magazines. Which one? The last ten years. Which building? The one you're in? No, Another not one. that one. This is a, ba- a building nobody lives in it. You know what right. I'm saying? I know what so, that means. Yeah, no one lives in it. The building. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be Teva's building I like to do her pies and praulines <laughs> and so red beans for Kevin. So Kevin, <laughs> Kevin can hook and you up with the money. He's an investor. You sauces, know. jambalaya, and gumbo farm. Okay. For these boys, hey, Michael the, the band, Listen, Michael. Michael, the band. can you give, give us take a break for a minute from screwing around with? Um, with KLM, and let's have a listen to a song from the parishioners. That okay, sounds what good. Are you guys, so you're going to play a new song for us today? I'm going to play a new song, so uh, it's, it's uh, you know it's going to be a little uh, loose around the edges, but that's uh, we're going to we're going to look we're looking for some feedback on it. So that's, that's oh well, the you've idea, come to the so. right group because we're like experts. Yeah, <laughs> and I figure since it's <laughs> radio, someone knows a lot about. Is it pop music? Because I like to think that I'm not an expert. There we go. Well, that's what so I want to hear. Not an expert. It's okay. important. It's important. So, so the song's about a, tattoo, a heavily tattooed woman. Actually, no. It's believe it or not. It's I was you know we. Had plenty of time to kill uh, during Isaac, um, so I'm sitting around, and uh, you know, a lot of people's lives change between Isaac, uh, between Katrina, and now. And uh, this is basically, you know, me sitting around, uh, nothing to do, and writing a song that uh, makes me realize to get off my ass and uh, stop living in the past. So I like that. Cool. So let okay. me grab my guitar. Putting putting the past to rest, we might say. Correct. Well, that, uh, I've, I've tried that already. <laughs> tried and you're, that, and you're tried left, already. You're left-handed as well. Yeah. You have a left-handed guitar here. Exactly. So okay, we'll so see. Michael Kane so. is playing a left-handed guitar, and Michael Radar is playing a Cajun accordion. Let's see if I can... Yes. That's cool. Wow. Charge. All right, so there's going to okay. be a little bit of... Uh... You, can, Marcel, you want to hold that wire? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll hold his wire. It's high-tech stuff around here. How does this it's a nice operation. Sound? So anyway, let's what's just that? see what this sounds like for a second, Chris. Yeah, see we? if we can get. Uh, we do a little sound check here. Wow! So what I'll do is I'll sit back on the vocals, so the guitar. Yeah. So anyway, that accordion is loud, isn't it? Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> Beautiful. Anyway, uh, this is called Wind, "Winds of Change." Seven long years to the day Since the winds of change whipped away Before my lives Oh, so many of us down here It's amazing we stayed so much same I'm sitting alone in the dark Hoping to gamble the spark Looking at my passion Some sort of reaction But in this fucking form It's hard to start Change if you like it Drop unless you rest your scars are stronger than innocent heart. Enough of time to reflect on the things 
on the mending the past I'm left with a sense of regret There's a funny thing about life so You can never hide from the strife Beat you down until you're tasting the ground But you're not allowed to get up on the fight Bravo. Thank you, guys. What's the song called, Michael? Uh, it's called The Winds of Change. Winds of Change. Yeah, yeah sublight okay. title, uh, like Letter it. of Isaac to Katrina. Yeah, that's a great title. So how do you, uh, when you write that, you have to play it in a key that the accordion, because this yeah, it, an accordion only yeah. comes in so many keys. Yeah, so that's, so unfortunately, like, when you're listening to the other song, well, no, we're going to switch up on another one, so. But yeah, we're going to, it's definitely key-specific. I'll let uh, Michael talk w- real quick about that since okay. he's the actual accordion player. Yeah, because this is a uh, diatonic accordion. It's basically uh, the Cajun accordion, which uh, the Germans, German immigrants brought over to Louisiana ages ago, and of course the Cajuns picked up on it. And what part of the world are you from, Michael? Uh, well, you'd have to ask my mother. Well, actually, actually, I'm originally from, originally from uh, Wales and then moved over here. My, my uh, dad's British and my mom's American, so I'm half and half. But you were you're from Wales, yeah. though. Yeah, originally born born over in Wales, and then uh, moved back and forth between. So you're probably the only Welsh Cajun accordion player in Louisiana currently, or are no. There oddly enough, there's uh, quite a big uh, Cajun music scene over in Britain. Last time I lived over in London, which was around '98. Uh, and, uh, yeah, actually played There's a with bunch of Welsh guys sitting around playing Cajun accordion. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, wasn't there, there was this German uh, film, I forgot, I, I, forgive me for, for the name, but there was a, a German film that uh, featured this guy playing uh, polka, and then he came down, and this, the whole movie was about his exploration uh, into the Cajun, uh, Cajun music scene, and then 
all of a sudden he floats off and he dies in, in a, oh, on a not, boat. It's but, not a documentary. <laughs> no, no. But oh, it's a, I forgot. Well, it's surprising that we've never heard of that because you would think of, that a Hollywood movie it's about it's a Welsh Cajun accordion story. player <laughs> floats away would be it really was. like a buzzkill. Yeah. yeah, I was okay. like, really? Did this just happen? Okay, Teve is a professional musician. You know, she's the only person sitting here who is a professional musician. I'm amazed that... Talking to that microphone I'm amazed that you playing that accordion because I was raised up on Cajun music from the bayous. You know what I'm saying? And... I just thought all the Cajuns were out on the bayous. I didn't know we had some coming from across the way, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oddly enough, uh, there are a lot of uh, Cajun bands from uh, Europe that sound even more Cajun and play it a lot tighter than a lot of bands yeah. from Louisiana. Oh, that's Wonderful. Funny. I what, learned what, something what today. What bayou were you living on there, Teva, when you grew Bayou Des That's where you grew yeah. up in Des Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Okay. Yeah. What, did you yeah. play anything back then? No, all I did was <laughs> ate a lot of catfish, hush puppies, <laughs> alligator, so you what, know, good what, food, you uh, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. When yeah. did you start singing? Oh, oh, I've been singing from a little girl. I've always sang. Yeah. You know, I started singing. I don't want nobody to hear this. I started singing when I was a little girl about six years old. And all the field workers would come to the house on Friday nights. There was one big house on its plantation, and they needed a singer while somebody else played the piano. I was the singer that was a piano player, and it was on from then on. <laughs> it's history. Awesome. When you were six? Awesome. Yeah. Wow, that must have been pretty cute. Yeah, it was. What I sort was of a the plan- dancer. I was the singer and the dancer. That's why so I nothing was much has changed. the dancer today. And were you, you were an actual baby. Yeah. At that point, I mean, not just yeah, dressing up like a baby real, at the age of 78. True. It's real but true. I, yeah. be, I believe mm-hmm. it's true. What um, yeah. w- what plantation was it? What did they grow? Landish. Well, what, it's what very it? close, about 30. It could be about 30 miles from right where we're sitting right now. It could be. On the opposite Depends side. Depends if you use Apple yeah, Maps or Google Maps. it's on the opposite Google side maps. of the river. It's about 30 miles. Okay. What it's sort true. of a plantation was it? The then? name of the plantation Yeah, I know the name of it, but what did they... New French. What did they grow on the plantation? Sugar cane. Okay. Yeah. So what did you... Wh- and from sugar cane, then they grow all kinds of vegetables, you know, fresh gardens. Yeah. When the so sugar there's nothing much gone. more sugary than a praline, is there? I know. So and it's good. And I've been funny? eating it from a bone baby, and I'm still eating pralines. Where did you get that, that recipe of the pralines that you make? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not just saying this because you're sitting here. from down in the family. They really are the my best grandma. pralines in the city, right, yeah. Kevin? Absolutely. I've yeah, had them all. My boys yeah. can't get enough of them. You know, we have pecan trees in the yard. There are lots of pecan trees. And we have sugar cane. So, of course... You know, sugar. If God gives you sugar cane, that's right. And make he gives you pecans and pecans, and right. he give you a brand, and he lets you put all this stuff together. <laughs> and there, what is the secret? That, I mean, everybody makes pralines here. Yeah, I mean, not everybody, but there's tons of praline stores. Well, what what's the secret that makes yours taste better? What do they have in it? It's just brown sugar. It's and a lot of love, a lot of love. It's I don't love? use brown sugar. I don't do brown. You sugar. don't use brown no, sugar, but it's oh. a lot of love. I thought it might be. You put the praline secrets? together with a lot of love, and that's it. That's all I can tell you. Just keep eating. <laughs> them and keep buying them and you're going to be all right you're going to okay. look like me you're going to feel like me you know it's going to be all right okay so there's a secret ingredient like coca-cola no so i, I can't tell you that okay What's, i am so sold right now because so no, they are really good they are. if i can look like you look at a young age of 78 mm-hmm. i'll be eating them i'll okay. keep eating them how many would you how many would kevin have to eat to turn black <laughs> 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 He's just a question. 
He don't want to eat them to turn black. He could be black without eating a pralini. Uh, Good answer. When, when did you start making them, really? Was it a family recipe? It's a family recipe. Okay, so it got handed. And, uh, and who are you I handing I started it? making these pralines. Let me tell you something. When, okay. When I made my 50th birthday, I'm surprised I had to, you could still I had remember to that. think about, of course, it's my birthday. I can remember my birthday. I thought you said I you couldn't even to, remember being on the show. I don't try to remember other people's stuff, only my own stuff. <laughs> okay. So listen to this. Yes, I'm listening. When Sorry. I made the 50th birthday, I had to think of something to do to make a living for myself because I never had worked to take care of myself before. So here I am, a woman that's separated from her husband, divorced now. What do I do? Wow. And I want to live on the streets, you know? So I had to think about the stuff that my man had taught me as a child growing up. And I said, okay, I can put these things together. And I sat down and I wrote it all down on a piece of paper. And what I did, I called up the, the newspaper company and I ran an ad for $9. One day, my phone started ringing and it never stopped. Awesome. And what it read, it said, Creole and Cajun food from my kitchen to yours. And hey, it was a hit. Wow. Who made a show working? Its best. That's there right. You That's wonderful. You are the definition of I, I think I need to learn entrepreneurial some leader. From you. That's right. <laughs> and here I am. That's fantastic. Sitting at the table with hey, Kevin, all you money yeah. guys. I know. Guys. We're all so wealthy. <laughs> Kevin, could that? I'll, I'll do some. I'll do some parties for you too, Sue. Come on then, Kevin. I stole it. I stole your Where's menu. My, yeah. Kevin, could that still work today? That's uh, something that simple. Putting a nine dollar. Well, if we even had a newspaper, of course. Putting <laughs> well, an ad in the newspaper right. that says, you know, from my kitchen to well, yours. Well, the mediums might change and the tactics might change, but what doesn't change is the drive and the passion and and and, and um, resilience. Like coming over adversity. I think New Orleans has got so many stories about that, especially after the Katrina situation. Uh, where it's such, where everyone became an entrepreneur after Katrina, the city had shut down. Everyone needed to start up again, um, and it took resilience. And I think you're the definition of that in terms of really. That's what entrepreneurs do. They come, they face yeah. adversity, they have an idea, and they will pursue it really creatively. Yeah. And I would argue the nine dollar ad is just a great example of creative execution. Well, yeah, because I'll tell you, it, at that, I know it costs more now, but when I did this. Remember, I was 50 years old, so and I'm 78 now, okay? So what is we saying here? That was, what, 28 years 49 years ago. 49 years ago. Yeah, there you go. That was probably like $400. Yeah, so that was a lot of money you were saying back then. be online right now. Yeah. So what happened to you at the age of 50 that you got divorced? Did your husband just walk out on you, or did you shoot him, or what? No, I walked out on him at the You walked out on him? On him at the age of 40, I think I was 47. And you had no, nothing to go to? You didn't have a career or education? No. Or did you go I had to education, of course. I went to school. What did you go I to school? I graduated from the 12th grade, and I got right. two years of business college. You, you know? went to business college? Of course. Well, that might have something to do with why you're a successful yeah, entrepreneur as well. Yeah, that what helped. Business that college? helped. What business college did you go to? Harvard? No, straight. Same as Kevin? Down on, on uh, Claiborne Avenue. Straight. Straight Business College. Straight Business. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. what a great name. Carol remembers yeah, that, too. She's name. not. She knows. Straight Business. Was it somebody called Straight, like George Straight, or was it? You know, I don't know who Was named, it the opposite of Crooked? <laughs> what name came behind it? But uh, Straight Business College. I, what a great. I went to that 
Do you still have a degree for like a certificate on the... Oh, I got all kinds of certificate for my food. For yeah, but I mean, do you have a, like a straight business college? Because I'd love to I see lost, that. No, I lost it during the, during Katrina. the, the Katrina song. Nah. I lost all my nah. papers, you know. Mm. But I went to the, the culinary school of arts, and guess where it was? The Orleans Parish School Board. I learned to become an entrepreneur. From the Orleans Parish School Board. That's right. Okay, well, that's probably the funniest I mean, sentence I've I ever heard. I think that's the best. You, you can't get it better than that. You know you what I'm saying? You can't do better than the getting That's right. Starting, because you have to start from cleaning garbage cans, you know. Oh, yeah. Dishwasher. Then you go to the bread department. Then the burning the beans. And then serving the lunch. And then and this is at the age of 47? Helper. <clears throat> this is at the age of 47 you started cleaning out the garbage can oh, for the Orleans Parish School? I was school. younger than that. I was younger than that. Okay. I could have been like 25 years old. I still had my husband then. Oh, so he didn't mind you going to clean out the garbage can? No, he didn't mind me doing that because he didn't like to work. Really? Uh-huh. What did he like to do? He liked to stay home and cook and take care of the children. And I like that. That would be keep great. Keep the house clean, you know. Yeah. He was a good house husband. He was where very is he, good. Where is he today? He's deceased. Yeah. But he was a good dad and a good house husband, and I was the one that went out. Okay, and got so what the, made I you? I was the one to go out and get the bacon. Well, well, I thought you said that you got to the age of fifty and you had no way of supporting well, yourself. So that's we just were, some sort of a line that you. Used. We no, we were separated by then when okay. I got to be fifty. We were separated. But, but he was and staying at home, and you were going out working the whole well, time. You were married. Yeah, we were married then. Well, what made you walk out on him? Sounds like he was a good provider. I mean, of he was a good emotionally. provider. He was a good provider. Looked after the but kids. At, but I guess when he got older, when the kids grew up, got married, then he started to drink this alcohol. Oh, now it comes with then alcohol. Yeah. Well, I'm single. <laughs> How many single guys are here? Kevin, you're married with kids. I'm married with kids. Michael, you're single. What about Michael, the other Michael? Divorced. But alcohol will do Michael's it. Michael's married. Lose your Marcel, is to- Marcel hasn't said a word in ages. I'm yeah, talk I'm to totally you. single. Okay, listen, Marcel, we're gonna, let's talk about... <laughs> that seems to be your thing. Let's talk about Hugo Chavez and, and the election uh, in, in Venezuela in just a moment. First of all, though, Mitch Foreman's going to play something. Mitch Foreman's been very quiet today as well, hasn't he? Mitch, are you okay today? Yeah, no, you know what? You I uh, just you left the transmission was Oh, you couldn't hear me across the room there through the, Oh god damn it. Is it fixed now? It seems to be. I hear you now. Okay. I didn't hear what you said prior to that. Oh, well, you want to start over? Mitch, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear T Eva telling us that I wanted to No, I did. I heard all that. I just didn't hear that she said. Okay, Mitch, what are you going to play today? I'm going to play a song called Emily written by Johnny Mandel. Okay. Thank you. 
Very nice. Thank you. Very nice. Okay. Who is Johnny Mandel? Johnny Mandel was, uh, he was just a songwriter. I think he's still alive. Just uh, a songwriter. No, but he, and he wrote a lot of film scores. Some, yes. I, I, it's very, you guys, very well known. You guys known. hear that screaming, by the way? Or is that just in my mind? Because pl please tell me you guys can hear that. What the hell is that? Maybe it's a party here at the Collins Hotel. Yeah, Mitch, that was a, a beautiful piece. The was, there is a party over yep. there, Tiva. I think okay. I want to go over to the party. Do you want to go check it out? Yeah. Drag them in here. Yeah. Okay, listen, I don't think in the whole time we've ever done this show, we've had a political conversation one time ever about anything. So I thought the best place to start a political conversation would be let's talk about the politics in Venezuela. Chris, can you turn me up a little tiny bit so I can hear myself? Oh, it's my fault. Sorry, it's the headphones. Okay. So, Marcel, you're the communications director for something called the Commando Exterior Venezuela. Is that a national or international organization or just exists here in New Orleans? Uh, well, uh, that's, that's going to be the international arm of the presidential campaign. The local one down there is called Comando Venezuela. This is Comando Exterior. So exterior meaning outside of Yeah, so Venezuela. the Foreign co Venezuelan Command. Okay. I never really liked the command part of it because, I mean, we're not really doing any... Uh, we're civilians. So commando, is that a Spanish word? So I thought it was a yeah. commando like a guy who like, puts black stuff on his face. Exactly, it. right. When they asked me to join, it's like, what do you talk? What do you mean by command? It also means uh, wearing pants without underwear, doesn't it? Uh, I never heard that part. You never heard going commando, Kevin, right? Yes. T. Oh, really? you know that term? No, I don't. Okay. Did you know that term before? Perhaps I heard the late. whole free bowling thing, but not a going commando. <laughs> okay. That works, really? too. <laughs> okay. That's good. So, so this is a, a presidential campaign, uh, election that's going on in Venezuela to replace or to re-elect Hugo Chavez. That's correct. I thought that we get the impression here, in the, well, there's a lot of questions to ask you about this, but we get the impression here in the United States that this guy, Hugo Chavez, is like the devil incarnate. And you're, a, you're against him being re-elected. You're working for the other guy, Caprilos Rodonsky, right? Yeah, you're So what's correct. the truth about this guy, really? What's it like living in Venezuela with him as the president? Well, I mean, uh, Venezuela is a self-proclaimed um, uh, socialist regime, which is, I mean, a total lie. Um, I mean, they got McDonald's all over the place. It's a big uh, consumerism Well, socialists have to eat. Yeah, I mean, it, this is, this is a merely a cover. So, uh, I mean, people there travel, people they go to malls and dump all their paychecks, blah, blah, blah. So, um, in that matter, everybody's look, living just as fine as they were in Miami or over here or whatever. But what's the definition? I mean, that's just a stupid question, but the definition of socialism doesn't mean that you're not allowed to eat or go and buy something at Home Depot, does it? This is, I mean, the, the way he takes it um, is that he wants to implement, okay, he wants to grow a government really big, like no American has any, any idea what big government really means. So that's, that's what he's doing. Right. So um, a really ex exclusive uh, social and economical uh, model that affects, you know, people in the middle class, which is okay because, I mean, a lot of the poorer sectors were ignored for years, 40 years to be precise, up until he came to office. But things have gotten worse. He's becoming that old horse that's still hanging around. So if, to put it in perspective, I don't know, we don't have a whole lot of time to talk about this. Let's say you had a chance to get rid of Gaddafi on clean elections 20 years ago. So this is it. Either, uh, we either win or we lose. Oh, but, you have a chance to actually, you actually have a chance to vote him out. This yeah, is a real free and fair oh, election. It is. Right, it okay. is. Oh. I mean, uh, even okay. uh, I mean, we, we think... So even the guy, you think the guy's like, he's not a dictator, then it's not like Castro or something. A lot of people in the the, the, the union of political parties that I belong to, they like to throw those, those terms out there, which I'm entirely against. I mean, the guy, I mean, he, there is some abuse, there is some... Um, 
crossing over the other uh, executives, other branches of government, right. you know. Like, uh, okay, so let's bring it home for a minute. In Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, and Missouri, there are 638 Venezuelans. That's correct. Thank you. Um, it's not like I just know that off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I just read our press release, release. So I'm reading it here. <laughs> and in Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, and South Carolina, there are 19,000 Venezuelan voters. Yes. So now these 19,000 Venezuelan voters are all going to come to New Orleans to vote in uh, this election because why? What happened? Okay, well, so that's the thing. That's the passion of, uh, of the issue. Mm-hmm. We either lose the country or we don't. Losing as in, okay, this guy's going to be there for years and then just run down the country. Which is going to be looking a lot like uh, the Soviet Union. I mean, to the uh, yeah, but early nineties. Well, but what I'm asking is, why are these American Venezuelans coming to New Orleans? Why are they taking the trouble to call? Wh- come why did they close down the consulate in Miami? Right, okay, so um, so what happened? There's um, okay, so this government, they're they're not a bunch of crooks, but I mean, they're not they're not uh, career diplomats. Chavez came. Like, the people comes to power. We hear that speech a lot from like uh, you know Tea Party and all that stuff. Oh yeah, the people's going to take over. Blah blah blah. So you're going to fill all your... You're not linking the Tea Party to the socialist regime. Oh, look, I have a very important... uh, How many beers have you had? (laughs) Very interesting crossovers between... Okay, uh, well, let's get to that in a minute. Yeah, we will. Okay. So anyways... You're sorry to interrupt you. I can't remember where the you console, were either. The, uh, okay, yeah, why so did they close down the consulate? She's not a she's not a she's not a diplomat. So she got caught who, according who, to an Ivy story. Who's not a diplomat? Oh, the uh, consul of uh, Miami. It's a woman. This, yes. It's a Venezuelan woman who's the consulate, yeah. the, yeah, the so ambassador. She's there, or they serve t- twenty thousand people. So what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, Univision read a story. So she so she was like some restaurant meeting up with some Iranians talking about Mexican hackers attacking U.S. nuclear facilities, which I think is complete. Uh, we're going we're to have to have that sentence but, over again. Say that again. The but, Venezuelan ambassador or whatever she was, the consulate, was in a what kind of rest- in a restaurant talking with Iranians about Mexican hackers. Hitting U.S. nuclear facilities, um, Mexican Mexican hackers, which I've never heard about before. But anyways, no. I, I mean, I'm assuming the U.S. takes these things very seriously, and you know, they should. Mexican hackers. Why would they be Mexican? Hey, look, hackers? I don't even know uh, how true this thing is. Why wouldn't they have the their own time. hackers in Venezuela? Why would they? Well, I mean, you, you, mean you know, Venezuela is a Kevin, the, we're big friends. Any idea? Mm. <laughs> um, I don't. Mean, perhaps they're better at hacking. I don't no, know. I don't think but they it's are. A big cyber, They're wrong cyber, great drug cartels, but that's about cyber it. Cyber terrorism is a big issue, and we're working actually with an entrepreneur uh, this season called Digital Forensic Solutions, and oh, they, are a leader, they are a leader in, um, in uh, uh, digital um, forensics. Yeah, I'm a... Uh, Solutions. Yeah, you're going to yeah, have well, to... Have solutions, yeah, but solutions to digital forensics. Right. Yes, yeah, Michael Radar. Yeah, you're going to have to hook me up with that. I'm, I'm into forensics. No, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, so okay. So anyway, let's. She, so she's in the restaurant, the Venezuelan ambassador, with the Mexican. No, with the who? The Iranians, That's talking about Mexicans hacking into U.S. nuclear facilities. Yeah. This is getting good, Michael Radar. Yes. Now it's starting to sound like a bad bar joke. <laughs> oh, maybe it is. Is it like <laughs> no, the rabbi, is. the priest, and the nun walk into the bar? <laughs> no, no, no. This happened. Go look her up. I forget her name. Look it he up. Started oh, this conversation. Look it up. <laughs> I don't. Have, I don't have time to look it up. I'm very busy right now. What? Okay. okay. Go on, Marcel. Anyway, okay. The U.S. So, the department. The Department of State declares persona non grata. So she has to leave the country within, whatever, 36 the United, hours. The United States federal government said you're not allowed to represent. That's interesting. Can they do that, actually? Can you well, tell it's, a... It's all diplomatic missions. So, uh, okay, all right. Yeah. 
So uh, in retaliation, which um, I guess the, the Venezuela gets to kick out the Caracas one well, now because it wouldn't happen in Washington. Well, that's what normally happens then is the other country kicks out your person. Is that well, what happened? They did something very interesting because this is like about eight months ago. They just decided to shut down the, the Miami consulate. Who decided to do that? The American? Uh, no, the Venezuelan government. The Venezuelan government yeah. said, screw you. All we're not going to. You know what? We're going to shut that down, which doesn't really do anything for the American government. It screws the 250,000 Venezuelans that live in Miami. Right. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty good idea, though, frankly, yeah. isn't it? Because if yeah. you think about it, the people who have left are probably not going to be supportive of oh, Chavez, so not. it disenfranchises yeah, them. Yeah, that's the biggest that polling center. pretty smart, I would oh, yeah. say. Biggest polling center outside Venezuela in the entire planet. It's in Miami. It's in Miami. Now it's in go. New Orleans. Oh, interesting. At, so, least, at least they've found a way to uh, <laughs> overcome the situation, you know. Well, that's so a pretty New interesting. So you're saying New Orleans has got a huge population? No, we only have no, 600. Oh, what did I say? Here. Oh, it's yeah. not. Yeah. No, we only have 630. Kevin, you have to pay attention. We I'm only have sorry, 600. I thought you said yeah. Miami was first and then New Orleans. What was, what was no, your comment New about Orleans New Orleans? Is, no, they're all coming here because oh, we have the other. The we have a consulate here now? Yeah. As well? I mean, we've always had a consulate. I mean, since Where is the con- where's the Venezuelan consulate? The Venezuelan consulate is, uh, it used to be on the World Trade Center, uh-huh. but now it is in uh, it's this tall tower on um, Magazine Street in uh, Poitras. I forget the address. 21st floor oh, sure. yes. But I mean, we yeah. can't go vote there. Uh, so where's the election? The election's going to be at we the... We are going to be holding it at the, um, at the convention center, Lobby A. Okay. Um, so, um, Do you need a vote, uh, photo ID? All you need to vote is to show up your Venezuelan ID. It's a statewide ID. Right. Um, it's a lot of people have been complaining about it here. Hey, all those people are coming in that we're paying taxes for the police to take care of all this stuff. Are they legal? Are they legal? No, no, no. In order for you to be able to vote, you have to register. In order to be registered, you have to be a legal resident of the U.S. So everybody, absolutely everybody that's coming down here, it's a perfectly legal uh, resident or citizen of the U.S. You have to be a legal United States citizen to vote in a Venezuelan election? Well, I mean, to register to vote locally. Why? Do you have to be a citizen or just legal resident? Legal resident or citizen. Okay. Oh, that's a big difference. Good question. It's dual citizenship. There is dual citizenship. Or yeah. just green cards of some sort, right? Yeah, green yeah. card's fine. Can or, you be a uh, tourist? Yeah. No, not a tourist. Uh, because I did. I register as a student. Now I'm registered as, a, as an H- H-1B holder. So, um, well, H-1B, that's just a tourist. That's work. No, that's work. Okay. Work visa. So that's a work visa. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, anything less than that. So no. if I'm visiting here from Venezuela and I'm just on vacation, I can't vote here. No, you I have, have to, to fly be a back. resident. So how many of the 19,000 odd people are... They're coming down here from, from my, or up here from Miami. At the very least, so uh, I mean, I checked just today. Sixty-six buses times sixty is about wow. four thousand people, and then we have about seven. No, there's six. Look at Tiev is working. How many? How many pralines is that? Planes, <laughs> a couple of sixty-six. About a thousand people coming by air, and yeah. then a bunch of people. That's the drive. really wealthy ones. So uh, no, actually, there was a big fundraising event. They're flying for free. Who's paying for it? Uh, there's a bunch of uh, contributions from uh, um, um, citizens, uh, enterprises down in South Florida. They raised off of half a million dollars wow. to fill up seven planes. So it's a charter flight. <clears throat> oh they God. fly in. They this have to go about. Exciting. When oh, is yeah. this happening? This is happening like this yeah, weekend. Which are we talking? I'm assuming like the the wealthy ones, uh, people are going to come and have fun. They, this should be started to pour into more. I mean tonight. Tonight. So uh, okay. that's what I would do. Can you election Saturday? I'm sorry? When Sunday. Sunday. The election is Sunday. Strangely enough. So all the, the flights are if coming you're a in. socialist, you don't believe in God, I suppose. Maybe. Is that right? I don't. Is that <laughs> 8, 8 a.m. <laughs> um, yes, T, Eva, please, go ahead. 
tell me something. How many buses can you line up at 5201 <laughs> Magazine Street between tonight and the morning? You know what? That's a great idea. Tonight. It'll be a staggered start. Um, you know, I don't know. I, give you some rest. I, I brought Pralines back home because I love them. Um, oh, and I have you more know than Pralines we, now. We've tried to like throw <laughs> parties after election. The thing is that we don't know if 100 people are going to show up or 6,000. So we sort of got to let them go do their own thing. So you're not organizing. But if there's a post-election big party... Which may happen Monday. Oh, you mean if he loses, if Chavez loses and this guy wins. Capriles, what's his first name? Is his first name Capriles? Or is uh, Enrique is his first name. Oh, Capriles is his uh, um, last name. Radomski is, his, I guess, her mom's maiden name. Okay. So actually, uh, he's got some Jewish blood in him. And uh, great okay, so, grandmother got so killed in the Holocaust. Uh, I, we talked about yesterday, we talked about, you know, when we were putting the show together, and Chris, Chris our, our tech guy and associate producer, said to me, I said, Have you heard of this guy? He said, oh, yeah, He's just some guy who's going to get shot. That one? Yeah, if he wins. Wait, isn't that what they used to say so, about Obama? He never got shot. Well, what is the, is that true? Yeah. I mean, is oh, there yeah. lawlessness down there? No, this guy's if being... he's going to win? Obama did not get shot. <laughs> no, this, that is true. This guy's I don't think you're allowed to say that in the United States, by the <laughs> way. Sorry, he was pretty funny. <laughs> no, this... No, you can get arrested. He's not getting shot. He's not? Really? Yes, if you talk about the president getting shot, someone from... Mm. There, you know, the special agent, whatever that's called, special Secret service. service, Secret Service, service yeah. is going to come and take you away. Look, I'll leave my phone number at the end of this show. Okay, you can get in touch with me. Um, <laughs> I've got it right here. I oh, know that's someone else. Oh, that's, hey, um, that's my campaign chief. So, so what do you do as part of the wrangling of these? Well, Venezuela. Uh, we were coordinator uh, with the local chapter in Miami, who's been moving all these people. So we actually been trying to get in touch with no, the council. No, wait, locally. what are you personally? What are you doing? I mean, I'm part of it. I'm, I'm doing a lot of social media. I'm doing a lot of social media. I'm pushing out... Um, Code? No, no, no. I keep using that for all other stuff. Uh, updates. Okay, pushing here are the hotels. It's just an unattractive term, in my opinion. <laughs> here are the hotels. He's, uh, here's where you can stay. Some volunteers go and pick up people at the airport. This yeah. isn't that. Um, are you looking for volunteers to do that right now? We, that's already all planned. It's all done? Yeah. So you figured all this crap out. You and how I many, mean, me and, how many and Venezuelans are there uh, here in New Orleans? Seven people. Seven? No, seven well, people? Well, seven people. In seven? The, we're we're the, uh, the local command. Commando. Or commando, yeah. So seven guys are... Hello, Kate. Anybody want a drink? Um, These the rock guys are going to have. Hey, listen. I'm good. So hang on a sec, Marcel. Seven people have organized this whole thing for 20,000 people to come here. Well, we did, we're doing a lot, a lot of the hosting. We, got, we talked to the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We got a lot of like, hotel block rooms, uh, a preferential rate, and hotels around this convention center. They did most of the mobilization over here. Okay. I mean, that would have been insane. Those guys are being a lot more busy than okay, us. Okay, so, so, so the election is Sunday. And when is the uh, result? Um, well, the votes from here are sort of not going to matter. If it's well, they will at the end if it's too close. But it's this more of a symbolic thing. In Venezuela, they will hear about this probably Monday morning, like two or three a.m. So, so uh, when's the party going to be? If there's going to be, if this guy wins, it's going to be a major party, right? We're going to either have a, a campaign uh, closing on Monday or a big party of some sort. Where, where will we go for that? Because Anyone listening to this might like I just, I mean, on the, when I was on the way over here, I was on the phone with the, some people came from Miami. They were with uh, this guy, Anselmo. And, and they're like, hey, we, we, we started coming up with this, blah, blah, blah. I have to go meet him later. We're actually doing CNN interviews later at the... You're going to be on CNN? Yeah. At, oh, very uh, impressive. Um, well, how how drunk are you going to be by the time the CNN... <laughs> hey, look, I'm working on this. Yeah, stuff. it looks like. I, I know. Well, I, I, I wouldn't advise you to stop drinking just to be on CNN. Hey, this is an exciting weekend then for you. No, it is. Um, and for the whole of Venezuela, maybe. 
Um, but hasn't this, just correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't this happened before? Didn't he come up for re-election last time and some other yeah, guy almost won and, but and then it, he, he it, won again? It's way different. This guy has been visiting towns and it's like you have a, a bunch of like people just come out um, why, randomly. Why is there blood on this already? Uh, I don't know. You printed that. Is it Whose blood is that? That's uh, is that an omen? No, that's not mine. It's not yours. I always check my wounds every morning. I cut, <laughs> I cut my self shaving on the way in. Did you? Uh, yes. Well, you were shaving on the way here. Well, that's a dangerous yeah. part. You shouldn't be shaving on a motorbike. That's ridiculous. Hey, listen, you guys, you want to play another song? Uh, Sorry, Michael. How's sure. it going with the work yeah. over there, Michael? Are you making progress? Oh yes. Okay. Uh, okay, sure. what are you playing this time, guys? Uh, this is another Play something Royal I can dance Tivoli. off of. Uh, well, that's well, a nice idea. That would be nice. Unfortunately, this one's a little slower, uh, <laughs> of course. Now, here's <laughs> now, a blue Now that you want something happier. Uh, um, now, this is another new one, so uh, at least new to uh, you. <laughs> well, certainly. Hey, listen, but just before you play this now, this is a different accordion. What kind of accordion is this? This has got different buttons on it. Uh, yes, this is a triple row accordion where it, it has three different keys on each row, and um, yeah, and, and it's qu- most often used in uh, Tejano music, but um, they also use it quite often in Zydeco music. Okay, has that got a name? This accordion, the other one's called a Cajun accordion. What's this one called? Just a triple row. Yeah, a triple row. Okay. 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 Michael Kane, what's this song? You wrote the song? Yeah, yeah. What's this it all about? Th- this is about. This is a. Uh, Love and angst. Actually, this is one of the first times I tried to integrate uh, New Orleans theme into my songs. I usually don't. Um, but, uh, you know, it's another love gone wrong uh, song. Trying to, but, uh, but it's, it's, in a, it's in a better way, you know, it's a, in a better vein than, uh, you know, it comes out slightly happier uh, okay. than my old songs of past, which are just start out depressing and just go straight down. So there's hope at the kidding. end of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I, actually, I'm not. I'm, You're not really kidding. That's no, I am. Hope. No, it's actually pretty pretty good. I'm kidding about my old songs, actually. So okay. They're not so bad. So uh, This one's called uh, Rain, so let's give it a shot. So. Let's start again. Dark times when you lie alone in the dark While well, I remember all the good in her She wasn't good for me from the start They all say I dodged the bullets But I still feel its pain Lord help me wash away sins And bring on the rain Rain come down and rinse off the shame Like on a heavy August afternoon out of the ponty train I pushed her away so many times grew to love her all the same flood these streets with redemptive waves so I can clean my soul again Quickly as she slipped on in, I 
can't take much pride in how it started But many times I'm glad it did She found another man Who promised all the things she wanted to hear The things I couldn't give her Based on my own fear Rain come down and it's off the shame Like on a heavy August afternoon South of the Ponce train Having the uh, having the word Pontchartrain and it gives it the New Orleans theme is that that's right? Pretty much. That's you know, that's about it. It's a great word. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great word, Pontchartrain. And you know, that's a great it, song. Good job. End, oh, thank you. Appreciate it. In the end, you know, there's not much to rhyme with it other than rain. Well, is that, <laughs> <laughs> what did you start with on that song? Did you start with the word Pontchartrain or did you start with the idea no, of the no, word no. rain? It just came, I, honestly, I was just writing a song about an old girlfriend and it uh, just uh, popped in. It was August and uh, it was wet and. Uh, just thinking about New Orleans. Was so. she a heavily tattooed woman? Uh, she was actually not. No, she That's wasn't. why it didn't work yeah, out, right? No, exactly. No, mm. she, no, she's a great girl. I'm happy for her uh, in, in the long term. But, well, uh, what happened to her? Uh, she's uh, almost married and got a kid, you know. So she's Almost married yeah. and got a kid. Yeah, you know, things like that. You know, Sometimes the wheel comes before the horse, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, let, let me, I'd like to ask you a question. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be playing the Oktoberfest? Uh, we are not. Uh, the next gig we have is Checkpoint Charlie on Halloween. So oh, we're taking a, we're, right. we're, we have a few brief, uh, few weeks off 
you know, so yeah. until then. So it's kind of nice to have a few, you know, a, f- a few weeks of uh, weekends that I can actually we can actually relax before we. Well, you know, again. tomorrow, which is Friday, mm-hmm. is Art for Art's Sake on Magazine yep. Street. Yeah. So yep. maybe you could stop right. in by T. Eva's at fifty two hundred one Magazine See, Street. See, she's genius. Is the Kevin hours is brilliant to have her teaching Bring your squeeze box. Bring your guitar, and let me tell you. It'll be on. Entrepreneurship you know that? at its best. Yeah. <laughs> and she right. never misses a never misses about. a way to work in the yeah. TV as a prize and probably the baby doll's is gonna be there, and the Kato baby dolls, you know. There you come go. on out and meet and greet the ladies. Are you gonna you be know? dressed as a baby? They will dance for you too. Are you gonna be dressed as a baby? Oh yes. Okay. That's what wor- that's I worth here, it. I will be you getting, getting a new baby outfit. outfit. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you know what you could do on your way down there? Because I totally forgot to mention sliced pizzeria in this whole show. They have a happy hour down there from Monday to Friday from 2 to 6, so you've still got time to catch that. They have oh, really? half-priced drinks, beer, wine, cocktails, and they have share plates as well. They're at 1513 St. Charles and another one up on Magazine Street by Whole Foods at 5538. It's also, you can find them at SlicePizzeria.com. Oh, that sounds good. Do you good. ever go there? That's close to you, Slice. Yes, it's close I, to TV. Was at 5201. sometimes for lunch, you know? Yeah. You yeah. get sick of eating their red beans and rice every day. Well, yeah, I'm not sick of it, but sometimes <laughs> I like to go down and... Say hello to my neighbors, you know. What are they like, the guys yeah, Give them a play, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They come down and eat my red beans, and I go over and eat their pizza. There you go. Is anything wrong with that? That's Nothing. how neighbors get along. Nothing's wrong with it, I don't think. Support. All right. And I'm also surprised you haven't made one mention of your crawfish pies, which are amazing. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, you know something <laughs> about me. Oh, I love that. You're a celebrity. I'm going to give you a kiss in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Kevin, before we get out of here, what should we know about Idea Village and the new class of entrepreneurs that are coming out? What should we look out for? What, what do you think is going to be surprising and exciting about this class? Uh, we, Who have you discovered? A, there is a lot of talent this year in the entrepreneurial in the in, on, entrepreneurial network. We just chose 15 entrepreneurs for the Idea Accelerator class, which is our high-end kind of consulting service that we provide. And is there one idea that you heard that you thought, oh, my God, this guy's genius? We've got 15. Like, I know you can't we have pick favorites. You don't want really to say really compelling ideas. And we almost excited about it, a lot of technology, either technology-supported or technology-focused, um, a huge amount of diversity across multiple industries. Um, so it's, it really shows the growth of what's going on in New Orleans right now. So those who want to get involved, ideavillage.org, understand what the season's all about and understand the support that can be provided and that's needed for entrepreneurs. Okay, thanks, Kevin. Kevin Wilkins is the COO and entrepreneur in residence at the Idea Village. T. Eva is the proprietor of T. Eva's Famous Pies and Pralines at 5201 Magazine Street. You got Correct? That right. What's in your back pocket right now? <laughs> it's a special card. I have okay, you have Kevin's card. Okay, so you got that in your back pocket. They want to put me in a business on Magazine Street in a building. <laughs> okay. I got the I business already. I love it. The parishioners, the parishioners' album is putting the past to rest. Michael Radar and Michael Kane, thanks for joining us here. Thanks for on Happy us. Hour. And Marcel Marta, the communications director for the Commando Exterior Venezuela Experience. Good luck this weekend. Yes. Thank you for having me. I hope that really works out, and we're excited to, to see what happens as a result of that. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here on Happy Hour. The producers of our show are Melinda Hawes, Graham DuPonte, Trish Kaufman, and Anoush Karun, our associate producer and technical director, is the fabulous Chris Kehoe. Our music director is Christian Unruh, and Dr. Cliff Brigden is our web designer, and our link to the real world, Mitch Foreman, is playing our theme song here. And he also wrote, if you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for approximately 60 minutes, Drop us a line at itsneworleans at gmail.com. Our show is recorded live at the Collins Hotel. You can check out our other happy hours and our other shows, Out to 
Lunch with Peter Raschuti live from Commander's Palace, Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic, True to the Game with Chris True and Tammy Nelson, and Win Win, our show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community with Steve Wynn and Q Win. That's all here at itsneworleans.com, where you can keep up with us by liking us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter, and you can sign up for our mailing list at our website, itsneworleans.com. If you're listening to this on iTunes, thanks for subscribing, and before you uh, give up, what about taking a moment to rate and review us? That helps other people find us, and we'd appreciate it. Also, you know, we're giving away a stun gun. <laughs> we really are. We're giving away we're giving away a cell phone case that becomes a six hundred and fifty thousand volt stun gun. Take a look at our, take a look at our Facebook page and see if I'm kidding. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com for Mitch Foreman on piano. Everybody here around the table and back at the office. I'm Grant Morris. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on Happy Hour. <laughs>